0: In today's message, Pastor Josh is bringing a special word as he articulates new vision for Broadmoor in this next season. Not only that, he shares some exciting news about how God has positioned Broadmoor for effective ministry in the days to come. Our prayer is that we will be encouraged and challenged both as a church and as individual followers of Jesus. Well, good morning church, how are we? Yes, if you have your Bibles, would you open to the passage of Scripture that was just read for us, Matthew chapter 28, Uh, and if you have your place already there, uh, and you have an extra ribbon in your Bible or another place to to hold that mark, uh, I want you also to go to Acts chapter 1, and so we will look at both of those passages of Scripture uh, as we have an opportunity to worship together through the Word uh, and, and sharing in vision where we believe God is leading our church. Guys, this is a great day. Uh, This is a great day because any day that we get to gather in God's house with God's people to sing, to pray, to fellowship, to give, to hear the word, to respond to the word, it's a beautiful day. Uh, But this day is going to be a little bit different. If you uh, have been coming to Broadmoor for some time now, uh, typically what you can expect is is we will start at the beginning of a book, uh, and we will start with verse one of chapter one, and we will work our way until the uh, very last verse of the very last chapter of that book. Now we don't exclusively do that. There are times that we will be more topical, but even in that topical uh, preaching, being that it is on topics, we're still going to be exegetical and expository meaning we're going to do the uh, similar thing today's gonna feel a little different than that Uh, so if today's day one for you welcome to Broadmoor we're so thankful that you are here most days aren't going to feel like this but I could not express to you the excitement that I have to share with you what I believe God is doing in our life today we get a chance to focus on the mission of this church Where we believe God is calling us now and in this moment and in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Now for some of you in this room, as we talk through this, you are going to say, This is not new information, Josh. This sounds like the old stuff, and it's just a reminder. Great, you're going to feel that. There's some of you in this room uh, that it may just be a refresher for you because maybe maybe it has slipped your mind, or maybe it's been some time since we have called kind of this this family meeting where we gather together and we remind ourselves of the call that God has placed on our life. And then there may be some of you in this room today that this is brand new information. And so whatever camp you find yourself in, my prayer is... Is this right now and my prayer has been this all week that by the time that we leave here today that we are crystal clear on our mission and our values as Broadmoor Baptist Church so we can work towards the glorious end that I believe God has called all of his children to to look for one day okay so let's get started now to do this we're gonna do a little bit of exercise not physical don't worry about that okay so here is the exercise I want us to work through as we think through vision and mission and values within this this family of faith okay so if you would do something for me everybody play my game it's gonna be a lot of fun if you would as, as a practice to get this this thing started would you close your eyes and attempt to clear your mind okay all right, so, so you're already like, dude, if this is the vision I'm in, I can sleep in church. It's going to be great. No, that's not the vision. Here it is, okay? As your eyes are closed and your mind is relatively clear, I want you to attempt to answer this question in your heart, okay? Here's the question. Why does the church exist? Okay, so, so formulate that answer in your heart. All right, maybe, maybe you need help and you say that's kind of too open-ended. Let me give you a sentence to finish, okay? The church exists to what? All right, you can open your eyes, re-engage, wake up. Tap the, if, they're still, if they're still meditating on this, tap them, say it's time to reengage. okay? And so as we think back through this, no doubt with, with this size, and I'm looking across this, and this is, this is not Easter Sunday, although it is Resurrection Sunday, because every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. There's a whole lot of people in this room right now. There were people in the chapel when I walked by, and there are a lot of people watching right now. And I'm thankful for each and every soul who is a part of this. But here's what I know. That if we rely on the group here to come up with the answer, why does the church exist? And if if we are answering that only out of our heart's desire or what we think is right, then potentially what we'll have is we will have today 2,500 different answers in this place and we know that God has given clarity to us, and so we want to look to, to what His Word says. And so what you came up with, I'm now going to read to you from God's Word, and I want to see how closely they are going to align. Okay, So if you have your Bibles, Matthew 28 is where I want you to look this morning. Matthew 28, verse 18. Remember, this is Jesus as he has resurrected and he is now speaking to his disciples. Here is what he says, verse 18 and following. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came to them and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold i am with you always to the end of the age so i believe that is a very clear assessment of why the church exists why do gathered groups of jesus people exist it is to Make disciples that start here and go to the end of the earth Now you read that and you would say well, Josh, there's a lot of other things in there, right? The main imperative, okay The main directive the the main command that jesus gives to his disciples then and disciples today is to make disciples And then he gives three ways that that happens. Okay, and so he would say we are to to go all right, so, so this is an idea in our heart that we are resolved, that disciple-making doesn't just naturally happen. It is something that we are going to be intentional about as Jesus' people, okay? So disciple-making starts by going. Secondly, it is by baptizing. It is this idea that we have an opportunity to call sinners to repentance and to put their hope and trust in Jesus Christ, and then thirdly, and, and I believe this is, this is kind of where uh, we, we as Jesus people, as believers, as Christians, we have a tendency to shortchange this last one because it's a little bit harder, okay? So we have the going down, we have the, the baptizing down, but it's the teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Now here, here's why I think this is harder, because hopefully if we're doing that right, Us teaching a new convert to Christianity, everything that we know, hopefully lasts longer than five minutes. That this idea of disciple making is to be life on life throughout life. It is this idea that we walk with people, people who are older in the faith and new in the faith, and we walk together always sharing what Christ has done and is doing in our life. This is the picture of disciple-making and the call of the church. But that's not the only thing, because sometimes we can get into the academic side of faith when we come to the Great Commission. I believe also we have a very clear picture of what we are to do and why we are to exist as a church in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. If you would turn there, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Now, this is right before Jesus is going to ascend back into heaven. So this too, much like the Great Commission, is after the resurrection in his time as he is appearing to to disciples and many other people on the earth. And this is the words he is saying right before God brings him home. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the second thing that we see of why the church exists is to give faithful witness to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So as we look at our lives today as Broadmoor Baptist Church, we are going to functionally answer those questions. Are we making disciples that make disciples and are we giving a faithful witness to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Listen to me, not just for one hour on Sunday. I think you guys have that down pat. Did y'all hear you singing just a second ago? Y'all are great. The question is, what do our lives look like when we say, amen, I love you, see you next week, and we walk out of those doors? Do we live this out? Are we the same people in here as out there? Are we the same people out there as we are in here? Okay, so the answer to that question, why does the church exist? to make disciples of all nations and to give a faithful witness to Jesus Christ everywhere that we go. All right, so that is crystal clear. We we don't need it. We could call the worship team back up and go right into invitation. But that's that's the call to the big C church. Okay, that, that's the call to every church on the face of the earth. And so if you are, and here's my hope, if you are from a Bible-believing church, a Bible-preaching church, and you are visiting with us today, hopefully you are going to, to feel similarities in how you worship at home and how we worship here. It may be a different style, but it's the same Jesus. But as we come here today, The question that we must answer, and I believe what we are going to be held accountable for, is how does Broadmoor Baptist Church live out making disciples of all nations and giving a good and faithful witness to Jesus Christ right here in Madison, Mississippi, in Ridgeland, in Canton, in Jackson, in Flowood, in Mississippi, and in the whole world? How are we going to fulfill the call that God has placed on our life? So after the past almost two years, hard to believe it's almost been two years that I have come to to be pastor here, I have loved every, every second of that. But I've had the honor to watch and see what God has been doing in and through this awesome faith family. What I've noticed is that our church does a lot of great things for God's glory and a lot of great things for the good of our community. We are a loving church. We are an intentional church. We are a generous church. We are a welcoming church. Hopefully you experience that today. We are a very missional church. We are a church that aims to honor Christ over and above everything else in our lives. And of course, that's not the end of the list. I could go on and on, but I won't. And over the past two years, I've also noticed that in all the good things that we do, And the sweet family that we are, that church, it is time for us to refocus our mind and our heart on the call that our Father has trusted to us. So about six months ago, I want to share this with you, about six months ago, we started working as a staff to give clarity and to focus on three things. Who we are, what is our local call for this community, and why do we exist here on Highland Colony, why does this local body of Christ exist here in the expression of us as we go throughout the world in our everyday life, all right? And so by God's grace, I believe he has given us great clarity and excitement to see what he will continue to do through this church, his church, Broadmoor Baptist Church. And I want to share that vision with you right now as this local body of believers as Broadmoor Baptist Church here is our mission moving forward okay you're probably going to see it up on the screens maybe not didn't ask the guys if they had it up so if not follow along with my words all right here we go here is our mission statement it's threefold okay a united family of faith joining Jesus on his mission for the glory of God and the good of our communities all right it's threefold. Let me break it down for you, okay? The first thing that we are is we are a united family of faith. Now, you look around, and this, this, is, this is the beauty and the power of the gospel. You look around, and you see people who come from all different walks of life different church backgrounds, different, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different, different geographical backgrounds, and we all gather here, and the beauty is we smile at each other. Try to do this at Walmart and see what happens. Guys, six of us can't check out without mean mugging somebody. We mad that somebody else got the last Takis on the shelf. Look, we mad about things, but we can come here in droves and we're all happy. That's unbelievable. God is gracious to this church. But it's not just we are unified for an hour. It's not just that we are going to put on our Sunday's best and put the smile on our face. But we are unified for a purpose. And that purpose supersedes everything else. Listen, everything else about our life. We are a unified family of faith joining Jesus on his mission. John the Baptist made a bold claim the first time Jesus kind of steps into public ministry. Jesus is walking along. John is baptizing in the Jordan. And he looks over and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. And it was in that moment that the ministry of Christ was made crystal clear. His mission was to come and seek and save the lost. His mission was to come and to, to bring those who were outside the family of faith inside the family of faith. And we, by God's grace, have the honor to join Christ in his mission. So we are a united family of faith, joining Jesus on his mission. And why do we do it? For the glory of God and the good of our community. So at the end of the day, nobody will ever say we pray this with all that we are. Nobody will ever say, oh, that Josh Brady sure is great. That Broadmoor sure is great. Enter your name, that person sure is great. Hopefully at the end of the day, what they are saying is they serve a great God. (laughs) Gave God praise, give it to him. That is our aim, that is our aim as a church staff. But listen to me, I believe that is our aim as a church body. We are a united family of faith, joining Jesus on his mission for God's glory. At the end of the day, he gets all the glory. Glory is this term for weight, and it's this idea that what we do and what we are about and what we've said and how we live, it is all gathered together. And what we were saying is, God, it is yours. That is his glory. The second part of why we do what we do is for the good of our communities. It is that everything that we do is to be good for those that are around us. And you may listen to that and you say, Josh, why didn't you go with community, singular? Because I believe specifically with this church that our reach goes far beyond just where we sleep at night. Our reach goes far beyond the communities and the neighborhoods that we are in. Our reach goes worldwide. On any given day, this faith family is scattered scattered all across the globe. And hear me out, when you go on a work trip to another continent, you are not going just for work, Christian. You are going to declare the glory of God where God is planting you. If it's for a day, it's for a day. If it's for a season, it's for a season. But you're there for divine appointment. So we are a united family of faith, joining Jesus on his mission for the glory of God and the good of our communities. Church, as we understand what our mission is, and that's who we are going to be moving forward. Every breath that we have, we want to live this mission out. The next thing I want to share with you is the the values that we have as a church. So in, in that time of these, these past six months and prayer and, and fasting and asking the Lord to give us wisdom on who we are and what we are doing, I pray that as we see this, this local mission accomplished, these are the things that we are going to have to do. And the we is intentional. Because if we, church, do this, what I believe is we are going to give life to this community and we are going to receive life from fellowship with the Father and the believers that he trusts to us. But if we don't, if, if, if we don't commit to, to living this mission out, if we don't commit to living these values out, listen to me, I believe that we still could be a really big church. And people can still say, well, Broadmoor really does great worship service, that, that worship is rocking, man, this and that. But we will be no eternally good to anybody we come in contact with. So here are six things, six values that we will run behind as we seek to accomplish the mission that's before us. Number one, that we submit to God's word. This book is the authority of our life. It is the authority of my life, it is the authority of your life, and it is the authority of our coming together. This book is the authority over all of us, okay? The Bible is the good news of Jesus, And the authority over all areas of our life because it's power to transform and shape us from the inside out. The second value that we have that we are going to run behind is this. That we will be a church that pursues reconciliation. Just as we have been reconciled to God through Jesus, we are called to be ambassadors of grace, forgiveness, and reconciliation that was shown to us, bringing God's compassion and healing power into the broken world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Please note these action words, that we will pursue it. Evangelism doesn't just naturally happen. We seek out those who are lost and we run to them. Dead people can't move. So we run to them, and we breathe life into them, and the life is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we will be a church that is submitting to this word, and we are are pursuing reconciliation. Third value that we have is that we will equip disciple makers. We equip every generation to walk alongside others so that they move from simply believing in Christ to being a mature disciple who makes disciples. As if we are not making disciples, we are missing the mission. The fourth thing that we have the honor of doing is we will run to the hurting. I believe this is something that Broadmoor naturally does in and of of itself, and I'm very thankful that we get to continue in this. Our community actively looks to serve those struggling on any level, whether in the seat next to us or on the streets around us. We are not passive in serving those in need. The fifth value that we have and we want to run behind is that we collectively will cultivate healthy relationships. That when we live life alongside fellow believers, we are able to know and be known, giving and receiving encouragement necessary to live out our calling as witnesses in this lost and dying world. We need healthy relationships in our lives. That is why I will preach it until I'm blue in the face. If you are here today and this is the only church experience that you have in this one hour, I am so thankful and honored that you are joining us for worship. But if I could urge you, go find a small group. Go find a life group. Go find people that you can know and be known by. People that you can be accountable to and them to you. Because church, that is how a church this size feels small. Now you may be here and saying, well, that's exactly why I'm here. I don't want people to know me. It's okay. I'm going to pray for you. We want to know you. We want to be known by you. We will cultivate healthy relationships. And lastly, we will live generously. Again, this is something that we do incredibly well. We strive to be a community that models God's love through tangible expressions of generosity that bless people and bring glory to God. So these six things, I want to read them to you again. We will be a church that submits to God's word. Pursues reconciliation, equips disciple makers, runs to the hurting, cultivates healthy relationships, and lives generously. That is who we are. And you may be sitting here thinking, Josh, this is great, but don't we already do these? Yes. And you do them exceedingly well. We are not unveiling today a new vision, something that you don't know and, and that we're not doing. Today is revisioning. To hear and see our vision, as marked by God's Word, again. To be reminded of our call. To come together in unity over the mission to make disciples and to give a faithful witness for Jesus Christ, all for God's glory and the good of our communities. Broadmoor, you are a beautiful expression of a local church. You are truly a family of faith. So in line with our revisioning, making sure that we have extreme clarity on what our mission is and and what the values are that we are going to run behind, we also thought that it would be great if we gave clarity to our look. So in those same six months, we have been working to develop a new look, a new icon as it were, for our church to echo our mission and our values. And I'm really excited to share that with you right now. give God glory for what he's doing. And so some of you in the room are like, that's awesome. Some of you are like, the room are like, is that it? It's fantastic. I'm telling you, it's great. So, so hear me out. Trust me. Walk with me just a little bit. Okay. The goal for us church isn't new. God's vision and mission for his church, big C church does not change. We are a part of his church. We are an expression of his church through this community, Broadmoor Baptist Church. And so our mission and values must align with the word of God. And I am so excited because if you have noticed, these are things that we are already doing. Sometimes it just needs a little reminder or an alignment. And so today, I wanted to share with you the mission and values that are driving everything that we are doing moving forward. Why, though? Why are we doing this? What is the glorious end? So that in everything that we do, we will fill the great, fulfill the Great Commission in hopes of one day getting to this beautiful point in history. Take your Bible and go to Revelation chapter 7. I want you to see it, guys. This is, this is a beautiful thing. This is the end of mission. This is the end of church. This is the end of us being separated, waiting on God to return. And here is the culmination of that moment. Revelation 7, starting in verse 9. And after this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. And all the angels were, were standing around the throne and all the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and they worshiped saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is the end of mission. This is church where we believe we are heading with this call on our life that we get to this moment. Every nation, every tribe, and every tongue, I believe Broadmoor has a role to play in this. You may look around and say, we all kind of look the same and speak the same language. Church, there's work to do. There's work to do here, and there's work to do around the world. No doubt. No doubt in my mind, God is doing an incredible work in and through our lives. Every week, he pours out his blessing on us as we gather and as we live for his glory. If we had the time, we could all stand up and give testimony to his faithfulness in our lives. But for, for time's sake, we won't do that. But I do have one last thing I want to share with you. A testament to his faithfulness. And through his faithfulness, your generosity. As we start this new chapter at Broadmoor, as of Friday afternoon, we are debt-free. Can we praise God for that? That is not me. That is not just us. That is God's glory poured down on us. Give Him praise and glory for that. If you need help, at the beginning of January, we were a little over $1 million in debt. And as of Friday, we are debt-free church. You may be seated. But let us not miss this opportunity to give Him glory. As I pray, the worship team is going to come back out and we are going to have an invitation. This invitation may be different, This may be a day that that you've come and and you are just waiting to figure out what kind of church is this going to be? What's their mission like? What are their values they're running behind? Today, hopefully, you have heard in a crystal clear way who we are and what we're about. If you have been on the fence about becoming a part of this faith family, I pray that today would be the day that, that you decide. And and if that's here, praise God. And we we want to to start that process with you today. Uh, I I would love to pray with you down front if that's the way you want to do it. But we also have decision encouragers and we're all going to end, even if you come down front, out those doors right there in the fireside room where all of our decision counselors are right now. But maybe you just want somebody to pray with you as you, you seek God's will for your life, your family's life in this. I am just asking you with all that I am, if you are not a part of a local church body that you find one, that you plug in, that you become accountable to them and them to you, a place where you can know and be known, to be loved and be encouraged and sent back out for God's glory each and every week. That is the invitation for you today. Maybe you're here today, and God is telling you, hey, I want to be a part of a church family, but first, I don't know if I'm a part of God's family. We would love to pray with you about that as well, to talk with you and see what God may be doing in your life. So, I would love to ask a prayer of blessing and thanksgiving over what God has done, is doing, and will do, and then we will move into our invitation time. Father, you are good and you are holy. You are high and lifted up. This is your church and we are your people and that is by your grace alone. Nobody in this room, especially me, deserves your love. But I am so thankful that you lavish it on us. help us be a church that is united always joining you in your mission for your glory and the good of those that are around us Holy Spirit I pray that you would make it clear what we are to do with what we have heard today help us Father honor you in everything in all things Jesus we love you And it's in your name that we pray and we now stand and respond. Church, would you stand with me? This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org. Or connect with us on your favorite social media platform, where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.